Welcome to Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, the place where ordinary people proclaim an extraordinary Jesus. Hey guys, today we have a new sermon from Charlie Porter. Charlie has started this new project with his wife called the Neighborhood Liturgies, which I highly recommend you look at the show description of this sermon and click on some links. Absolutely. Jason, I think you said it best we were listening to this sermon off air. Charlie's putting theology in motion. Absolutely. Talk about living intentionally and being present and truly not just saying love your neighbor but actually loving your neighbor and like not like the way like i mean he's obviously doing it the way jesus talked about in the parable of the good samaritan but literally the house the two houses next to his house loving those people in those houses yeah for me this whole sermon was application i got half a page of notes here alex (laughs) well here's the thing jason i bet you the people that are going to listen to this are going to also have some notes so why don't we just let charlie preach it About two years ago, I was going through a period where even the word church made me feel so full of anxiety and would invoke such a flighty response to me that I would look for ways to intentionally oversleep on Sunday mornings. It's not Jesus that would invoke this response. It was actually very much the opposite. And it's during this time that I started to truly learn what it meant to love God. I would sit in silence and meditate on what it meant to love God with everything that you have. And then one day I experienced it clear as day and spending this time in the presence of the divine. I started to love myself. And that's when I heard it. Go love your neighbor. It's easy to love God since there is presence in the breath and loving yourself comes with seasoning in life and loving my neighbor Well, one of my neighbors is an addict who actively screams obscenities at me because she was in the neighborhood first. How am I going to love my neighbors I like, let alone how am I going to love her? We have to look to Jesus as our example. He was always eating dinner in the neighborhood. Where there was a party, he was present. When Peter's mother was sick, he was there. When Lazarus died, He was there present with the family, bringing comfort. He even brought the good wine to the wedding. Jesus knew people by name, and he wept in their suffering, and he rejoiced in their triumph. Are we present enough with our neighbors to know that they aren't making ends meet? Do we even know the names of the kids on our block? Are we truly loving our neighbors as ourselves if we don't share in each other's suffering? Loving our neighbors is as simple as watching their dog while they celebrate the adoption of their son in Disney World. What's stopping us from participating in the shared love of God for humanity? I think it's a couple of things. Fear of the other, fear of limited resources, and a fear to suffer with others. And in giving into these fears, we have to remember we are giving up a diverse dinner table and a richness found in shared human experience. So in my life, what I've started to do 
is I've started to look for ways to practically love my neighbors. And I do watch my neighbor's dogs, and they are celebrating the adoption of their son in Disney World. And we were one of the first people to know that they had adopted. And we talked with them, and we followed up with them while they were in the fostering process. And when they went to their court cases, we knew. And when they had something that they had to accomplish along this path, we were there cheering them on. And it also helps to note that our neighbors, the neighbors that we like, and we're learning to love the other one, they're members of the LGBTQ community. They're a same-sex couple who was married shortly after the don't ask, don't tell policy ended in the United States military, where they both met in secret in the lower deck of a ship. And so they dated in secret. And they were married before my wife and I. And so we've asked them what it's like to be married for as long as they have been. And I take that as a badge of honor because the first night that we met them, we sat down and we had dinner with them and we talked for about five hours. And we got to know everything about the time in their service. And they got to know about all the things that we've done in the past. We shared our stories with each other. And we didn't just become neighbors, we became friends and we treat each other like family, and we get each other small gifts and small tokens of appreciation whenever we do something for each other or whenever one of us goes on a trip, because we're actively seeking ways to be practically together. When their hot water heater started to burst while we were watching their house, of course we shut off the water, and of course we preserve their property. And that's easy. Those people are easy. Those are the ones that it's easy to love because they tend to spend time with you and they tend to engage with you and there's a nice exchange. But the neighbor to the other side is different. As I mentioned, she's an addict. She's actually currently in jail while we speak. One day I was mowing my lawn and she was driving up and down her driveway because she was drunk and she was blasting some 80s hair metal which I didn't really mind because the music is awesome. But then she started to lock her eyes on me and started to scream at me and started to degrade me and started to call me all kinds of different names and to cuss me out and to make sure that I knew that she was there first and that she would be there after me and how she did not want me there. And this went on and on to the point where I actually could not continue to mow my lawn. And the authorities did have to get involved. And that was a practical way for me to love my neighbor who is becoming a danger to themselves. So loving your neighbor means getting into the thick of it, into the suffering with them. Whether they're causing you suffering or causing themselves suffering, that we would be present and not pass judgment on them, but still treat them with the same kindness that God would treat them with. The generosity of God is displayed most magnificently in the love of God. And we do hope for her return. Yes, we will have a privacy fence, but we will not shut her out. She will continue to have an open space and there is grace there for her. We started a project where we decided as a family, we were going to actively love our neighbor and we were going to start doing neighborhood things. And we came up with this phrase where we call ourselves block party priests. And so that's what I leave you with today is an ordination into the block party priesthood. 
where the sacraments that you distribute at the table are fried chicken and iced tea and all are welcome at that table. There's no exclusivity there. But the door is open and the love is free. to share a sermon or story about Jesus on Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, you can do so by following three simple guidelines. Keep it short, keep it Jesus, and love others. If you would like to learn more about our submission process, please go to notyourpastorspodcast.com backslash pulpit or listen to episode 26. Until next week, go in peace, my friends. Right